Hey everyone, welcome to This is Steph Sober, a weekly podcast for those in need of some sober support. I'm your host, Steph, and this week's episode, I am going to talk to you about what life looks like now that I am 500 days sober. And you hear people say all the time, it's important to create a life that you no longer want to escape. Because let's be honest, alcohol was in our lives to help us escape from things like stress, anxiety, bad feelings, grief, being a parent, whatever it may be, the the underlying tone, especially for me, was to forget about life for a while, as my husband likes to say. Um, name that tune, by the way. It's a Billy Joel song, Piano Man. Anyway, um, so in 500 days, I have really created a new life for myself. One that I wake up in the morning and I'm not hitting snooze a bajillion times. Actually, the alarm goes off. I turn it off. I sit up and I start my day. And I couldn't tell you a time in my life when I ever did that. Um, I'm always excited to see what lies ahead. And it's just a really, really good place to be mentally. And I think what led me to this realization that I have created a life that I no longer need to escape is I recently just got back from vacation and it was a trip that was planned around my daughter's cheer. My, da- my daughter does competitive cheer, I should say, did competitive cheer because we are now done. And um, like how I sang that, done. And uh, we, she, she had her, basically it's like the Super Bowl for all-star cheer. It's called Summit. It's in Orlando. It's actually at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Park at Disney. Big, big deal. So that was the final competition of the year, and we planned to have a vacation after that because, as some of you may know, if you know anything about travel sports, it takes up all your time, and you really don't have any time to do family vacations. Family vacations are those weekends away um, for these said sports. So we planned to go to Orlando on a Thursday. She had practice on Friday, competed on Saturday. Uh, If she makes it to finals, which they did not, she would have competed on Sunday, but she did not make it to finals. So we got a little extra day of vacation. So Sunday through the following Saturday is when vacation started. And it kind of evolved around her. I'm not going to lie. We kind of let her pick where She wanted to go. She got to bring a friend because she is an only child. So it's best to have a friend with. Otherwise, you know, it's kind of boring for her because I am not a teenage girl anymore. And there are certain things that I just don't want to do anymore. So um, had her bring a friend. The trip was one, too long, definitely too long. I've learned that I don't need that long of a break from my life. It was in Florida where there's sunshine and beaches. And when I used to take sun, sun, sunny, sunny beach trips, it always revolved around laying out in the sun and drinking lots of alcohol. The life I'm living now 
those two things really are not in my best interest. Alcohol, for obvious reasons, I am now sober and I have no intentions of ever drinking again because alcohol was really ruining my life and caused me a lot of anxiety, especially on vacation. I would have probably my worst anxiety while on vacation um, and probably because my drinking was that much worse when I was on vacation. And the sun part, as some of you may know who follow me on Instagram, um, but for those of you who don't, I just got diagnosed with my third melanoma and actually was scheduled for surgery when we got back from our trip. So I have to be very careful in the sun. And so there's not a lot of laying out in the sun. It's more, let's find a beach that I can rent some chairs and an umbrella and sit my ass under there with lots of sunblock. And, you know, it's just really hard. It's a huge adjustment for me. So that was weighing on me along with not wanting to drink, but it was more of, okay, what do I do now? Like, what do I do with this vacation now? I don't drink and I don't lay around in the sun on the beach or by the pool. So what what am I supposed to do? And it was really hard because I need, I knew I needed to relax. I knew I was there to relax, but I didn't really feel like relaxing, you know? My daughter vacations differently than my husband, and then I fall somewhere in the middle. So my daughter likes to like go, 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 go. She likes to plan and have like a whole itinerary of like, we're going to go do this, then we're going to go do that, and then we're going to go do this. And she wants to get the most out of her trip. And, you know, I respect that. I appreciate that. Um, my husband, on the other hand, he's like, make sure you get us a really comfortable house to stay because he literally will just lay around the house all day and not feel the need to do anything. And I'm somewhere in the middle. Like, I don't want to just lay around all day. I mean, I am in a new place. I want to explore a little bit, but I also don't want to feel so extremely exhausted at the end of my day because we've been nonstop going and doing this and doing that. So there was kind of this space of like, I'm the mediator. I'm trying to figure out what they want to do and how to like morph it into something that we're all comfortable with so that the day flows nicely. It was just a lot. So anyway, fast forward to coming home. You know, my daughter throughout the trip, she could tell that I just was not having as much fun as she was. It really bothered her. And I had to, I had to just explain, like a lot of you would know if you listen to this podcast, I'm very open with my daughter and have had her on the podcast and we have very open conversation. And, you know, she came to me one day and she's like, mom, what is going on? You just seem so crabby. Like you're not having a good time. Like, is it something I did? And I just told her, I said, look, here's the thing. I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with these thoughts of like, what I want to do for fun. Because, you know, they'd ask me, hey, what do you want to do today? And I'd, I can't come up with an answer. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. And I didn't know what I needed to do to, to figure that out. And I just explained to her, you know, I have to avoid the sun, which sucks because I love the feeling of the sun on my skin. Who doesn't? And then, you know, I don't drink anymore. And, you know, when you drink on vacation, vacation goes by really quick you spend a lot of time, um, or at least I did, I would spend a lot of time pretty much blacked out, not feeling well. And it was just kind of a cycle of get up, start drinking again, because you're on vacation. There's no really, there's no such time, right? 
can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. And um, I would just drink until I would be drunk again. And then you pass out and do it all over again. And it's like, God, to think about that. That's how I used to vacation is just, no, no, thank you. So anyway, now I have all just like in real life, when you get sober, you just have all this like free time, this time, because you're no longer nursing hangovers and planning out when you're going to drink and planning your day around things like that or thinking about when you're going to drink. And it was kind of the same thing on vacation. And so as we got closer, so I explained that to her and and it made her feel a little bit, you know, it made her feel better. But as we got closer to getting home, she noticed my mood was getting better because I was excited to get home. I was excited to get back to this life that I've created, this life that is in alignment with who I am. And it's exciting and it's exactly what I've always wanted. And so everyone else was dreading it. You know, my daughter and her friend were like, oh, we got to go back to school. You know, they're so pissed about that. And my husband's got to go back to work. And I'm sitting there like, oh, I cannot wait to get back and get back to my dog. As some of you may know, me and Chandler are, are tight. He's he's my homie. Um, he's got big time separation anxiety. And so I do worry about him when I'm gone. But we have an amazing friend that takes care of him and and it's all good. But I was looking forward to him. I was just looking forward to like my alone time at home, um, creating more content, you know, doing my podcast. I have some really exciting podcast interviews coming up. I was looking forward to talking to those people, like all of those things. Whereas in the past, you know, I wouldn't be looking forward to coming home because I wasn't happy. You know, I was, I, I had a job I didn't like, I had anxiety all the time. I didn't feel well, but you know, never wanted to blame that on all alcohol. Um, but that's really what was going on. You know, and my husband and I, we used to entertain and we'd have people at the house all the time. And I low key hated that. Um, but I used the alcohol once again to get through all of those things because I wanted to escape them. And now that those things aren't in my life, I feel good. Like I feel so good. So that's the first thing. First and foremost, which is like, it was actually I wanted to talk about it first because it is something that just recently came about with this vacation. Um, I knew that my goal was to create a life I didn't want to escape, but I didn't really know what that was going to look like until this happened. And, you know, being on vacation, I was in a, I, I was in a really funky, foul mood. I know that. You know when you're so irritable, you don't even want to be around yourself. You're like, fuck off. Like, I don't want to even listen to my own thoughts and, like, you know you're being completely irrational, not irrational, but you know you're just being straight up bitchy and it's like you can't help it. That's what was going on with me. And then the minute I let myself explore, well, why are you feeling that way? You know, like the minute I started whying the shit out of it, that's when I found this beautiful realization and my mood switched and I wasn't irritated about it anymore. I was like, no, this isn't bad. This is a good thing. So I find now that I'm sober that that's something that happens quite frequently for me. Anytime that I have like this funky mood or this irritability, instead of, you know, coping like I used to, which would be I'm just going to go drink until I am don't feel this anymore, until I don't fucking care to feel this anymore. Um, now I like explore it. Well, why? 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 You keep asking, or I keep asking, I should say, I keep asking why, 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 until I get to the root of it. 
And um, sometimes that happens with just a few whys, and sometimes it takes more than that. And sometimes it takes a lot of whys with no answers, a good sleep, a good meditation, um, a good distraction of a trashy dating show on Netflix. <laughs> and then sometimes it just, you know, takes a while to to rear its head and let me know. But it always ends up with me learning something new about myself and embracing it. And it's a way of honoring who you are, right? So anyway, let's move on. All right. So the next thing is my health. So I want to touch on my health because um, when I was a drinker, I was always trying to be in good health as, I mean, we all want good health, right? We always want to feel good. And I was definitely someone who considered myself a healthy person. I mean, I was always trying to eat really well and um, work out and and do all the things. I go to all my doctor's appointments and get all my checkups and blah, 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 blah. But when you are di- ingesting a poison on the reg, it's not good for your health, as, as you would imagine. <laughs> um, so mentally... In the last 500 days, my, um, and I've talked about this a lot, but I still have to mention it. You know, my anxiety is just nothing like it was before. I mean, do I still have anxiety? Of course I still have anxiety. We all have anxiety. We have to feel anxious. It is our body's way of like letting us know that danger's around. Um, so we have to have it. We can't be someone who's just like, oh, I, I never feel anxiety. Um, but it's like I'm saying, though, it's different now. There's not there's no anxiety attacks. There's no unnecessary anxiety. And when I say that, there's no like just out of the blue relaxing and all of a sudden I feel anxious for no reason at all. That is definitely a chemical imbalance that was going on in my brain because of my alcohol consumption. And then, you know, I would I would binge. And then um, the withdrawal symptoms or the rebound from the binge would create this imbalance in, you know, adrenaline and, and um, cortisol and all of those things. I just, I can't stress enough how freeing it has been for me to not suffer from anxiety. Uh, It's just, oh my God, I just, you can't, you can't like do this, but I have to say it. I just wish I would have done it sooner. You know, I just really do. But I am so glad I figured it out when I did because, um, yeah, it's been these last 500 days have been great, although it didn't happen right away. So I should say I shouldn't say all 500 days. And then my physical health, I've talked about it. I think I've talked about it a little bit here and there, but um, I have an autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, where my uh, immune system attacks my thyroid and the symptoms, the symptoms aren't fun. And they're all symptoms that are kind of like no one can actually really see them. So um, a lot of times people think you're just being a lazy piece of shit. Like it makes you extremely tired. And for anyone who may have thyroid, like a hypothyroid, because it Hashimoto's causes hypothyroidism where, you know, your metabolism slows down. So it's really hard to lose weight. You're tired all the time. And thyroid tired is like, like you're drugged. I don't even know how, how else to explain it. I would be at work 
and it never failed three o'clock in the afternoon, I would be falling asleep at my desk. Like, and it was uncontrollable. Like I would have to physically get up and move or I would be snoozing. And then I would come home from work and take a nap. And then I would go to bed early at night and I, and I couldn't get up in the morning. Like I could never get enough rest. And then just like hormone issues because the thyroid's a big component on your hormones. So in hindsight, it was why I had a hard time having my daughter, getting pregnant with my daughter. Just a lot of things being uh, sensitive to cold and I'm sure there's more symptoms, but oh, hair loss, you lose your hair. Anyway, I'm sure there's some others that I'm not even covering, but ever since I quit drinking, those symptoms are gone. I don't deal with those symptoms. Now, I'm still taking my medication, which may I remind you, wasn't really working when I was drinking. Hmm, wonder why. So I'm still taking my medication. I still get blood work done. My blood work's looking good. I'm definitely heading in the right direction to where I may put Hashimoto's in remission someday. And I'm okay if I don't. There was a there was a time Um, within the last few months where I really was like striving to do that. But I've come to terms with the fact that I really don't care if I don't put it in remission. What's important to me is that I don't have these symptoms anymore. So I guess whatever happens with the blood work is is fine with me. I'm not going to put a lot of value into that. For me, I'm going to base it off of how I'm feeling. I mean, I... I have more energy than I can remember. Like it, it's probably been, I probably haven't had this much energy since my early 20s, to be honest with you guys. And I know that the alcohol has really helped. And the reason for that, just to get a little more medical termy on you or like how it all works, any autoimmune disease um, starts in the gut. So you have like a leaky gut and that causes enzyme or proteins like from gluten and dairy and things like that to leak into your bloodstream, which then your immune system sees as foreign and it makes it all chaotic and then it decides to attack. And every autoimmune is different what it's gonna attack, right? But for me with the Hashimoto's, it attacks my thyroid. And it, the leaky gut is the main, is the source, like is where the problem starts. And so for me, Giving up alcohol, I think, has healed. It's helped my gut health, right? And I think that's why my symptoms are are gone. So there's there's all that. So yeah, so both of those things that I have battled for a really long time are gone. And it's the quality of life that comes from that is like no other. You know, like in contrast, it's amazing. The next thing that I learned is finding myself is a never-ending journey. So I have surrendered to the fact that I will always be learning new things about myself. When I started This Is Stuff Sober, my intentions were, I'm going to figure out who I am without alcohol. And I have. I have definitely figured out who I am without alcohol. I am a non-drinker. I went from being someone who identified as a drinker to someone who now identifies as a non-drinker. And that actually is very powerful. It's extremely powerful, honestly, um, because our identity has so much to do with like the actions we end up taking in our, in our lives. So I definitely own 
the non-drinker label. You just strap that name tag on me right now. I will own that shit. But that's not all. That's not all when it comes to who I am. And being curious and trying new things is something that I think life is what life is about. Because throughout my life, when I think about all the different things that I have done and I have tried and I have you know, either been really good at or, you know, maybe I wasn't good at it, but at least I tried and I found out. When I think about how many things I've already done, and then I think about how many things I still could do and still could try and things that I probably haven't even thought of yet. My God, how exciting is that, right? Like, holy shit, there are so many things and so many chapters still left to be written in my book. And as long as I keep myself open to that and keep myself open to that knowing that it never ends. The shit doesn't end until the day you close your eyes for the last time. That's when it ends. So one thing, I've always had issues with goal setting because in my head, once you reach a goal, like done, right? What I'm trying to do now is, yeah, we can set goals. Like it's good to set goals, right? But like, let's enjoy, first of all, the process. Like I need to enjoy the whole process of reaching said goal, but then also like relish in the fact that I met that goal and like sit in that shit for a little bit. And like, that's where like some confidence for me comes into is like setting. So like even just with getting sober, right? Getting sober was a really hard thing and I did it but I do it every day. I didn't just like do it and now I'm done and then I just move on. No, like I choose to be sober every single day and it builds and it builds this huge confidence where I'm learning to trust myself again and I'm learning that I'm not going to abandon myself because I've made that decision that I'm going to be sober. It's things like that that really help keep me in alignment with figuring out who I am. It gives me the the courage to try new things because if I can get sober, Jesus, like I never thought I was going to be able to get sober. I never saw myself as someone who was at a point where I needed to be sober. Like I really thought I was in control because I never sobriety like just even saying that in the early days was it was weird to me because I was like well I mean do I really have a problem like am I the problem (laughs) no but seriously like it's crazy looking back on it because society does this whole thing of making us feel like we're the problem if we have to get sober then we're the problem oh oh she can't handle her alcohol it's not meant to be handled Like, it's an addictive drug. So, yeah. So anyway, I don't want to get off track here. Um, Back to confidence. Like, having that confidence, um, I do my weightlifting. And I, I, I say it so much, but it needs to be said again. Like, my weightlifting and my sobriety go hand in hand. They feed into each other. You know, um, I couldn't do what I'm doing in the gym with a hangover right? And what I do in the gym 
And when I show up for myself and I push myself and I hit a new personal best and I, you know, I'm adding more weight and I'm doing this and I'm doing that and I show up and I get all my workouts in for the week, I'm adding to that momentum, into that fuel that I can do things for myself and that this is what life is about. Like I am taking care of my health. Like this is only going to help me in the future, right? It's going to make me stronger and it all just goes, like I said, goes hand in hand. Couldn't have one without the other. I mean, the mental, even the mental part of weightlifting and sobriety, like they both surround feeding competence and empowering yourself. So yeah, they're just, it's the perfect little marriage when you have, when you are feeling so confident about yourself. It's easy to like speak up, you know, speak up for yourself, speak up when you feel misunderstood or unheard. And, you know, it's just showing up for myself instead of hoping that others will show up for me. And what I mean by that is, you know, I used to really rely heavily on validation from other people. And it's a really bad idea, let me tell you. Hoping that other people are going to validate you is such a fucking crapshoot. And so I've I've definitely learned that it's best for me to put myself first, my needs first, show up for myself constantly because I'm the only, you know, it comes from like a control thing, right? Nobody wants to be let down by someone else, but you're gonna be let down by people. It's life. Like people are going to fucking let you down, but don't fucking let yourself down. That is the one thing you can control, right? Letting yourself down. Don't let yourself down. And who cares if others let you down? Be there for yourself. Pump yourself up. You know, do your workouts, eat right, stay sober, try new things, speak up, and just be open. Be open to what this sober lifestyle has in store for you. And my intention of sharing all this isn't like, here, this is what you should do. My intentions of sharing all this is to show you a very personal side of what sobriety can do. I've accomplished more in these 500 days of sobriety than I have ever accomplished in any other 500 day streak of my life. And that's no lie. Like, that's no fucking lie, you guys. I I cannot, some like, even just sitting here and trying to talk about it and articulate it into words is really hard for me. It's how I feel. And I hope that that radiates out in my words because I'm trying my best. So this is everything for the most part. I'm sure there's more, but these are like the main, the main huge factors, right? These are the things that, we're affecting my life and affect my life the most. And they're they're amazing. And I just wanted to share. I wanted to share all of it with you guys. So, all right, I'm going to wrap this up. I hope everyone is doing amazing. Like always, I'm always here. You can DM me on Instagram. I included in these show notes uh, my email as well. I'm open to receiving emails. But yeah, I'm here for you guys. So, all right, good luck. Keep on creating that life that you no longer want to escape. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. Remember, I am just a woman on a mission to normalize sobriety and living a sober lifestyle. I am not a licensed therapist or a doctor. 
please, if alcohol is causing serious physical or mental health issues, seek professional help. If you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to hit follow so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, leaving a five-star review will help this podcast reach more people like you in the sober community. It's an easy way to spread the word in normalizing a sober lifestyle. You should never feel alone in sobriety, so feel free to reach out to me via email or through my Instagram account at This Is Steph Sober. Links to both are listed in the show notes.